Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Flying High in Spirit. So this is the greatest story. I connected with one of my guests today, Roberta, and we were talking, going back and forth, and she's written several amazing books. And we we're talking about which one that we should focus on for this interview. And I was just immediately drawn to this book with a picture of a snowboarder on the cover, which is not the typical thing you find on the cover of a spirituality or self-help uh, type of book. So I was immediately drawn to it. And as she told me more, I was just like, we've got to talk about this. So this book is actually channeled by Mikey Morgan, who is a 20-year-old boy who was tragically killed in a car accident and has crossed over. And he talks about in the book how he, after he passed away, um, connected with his family. And that his family was not a family that was into that, right, or studied the afterlife or any of that type of stuff. But he was able to make a connection with his mother, Carol Morgan, um, and speak to her through the use of a pendulum. And this book goes into the story of this, which is extraordinary from his perspective. And the book happened because Carol was at a event where my other guest, Roberta, was, and they made a connection there. And you will hear more about how this connection has grown and brought these three beings together. Roberta Grimes is an afterlife researcher. She is a business attorney who had two extraordinary experiences of light in childhood and then spent decades studying nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, quantum mechanics, and the nature of consciousness. She is probably the driving force in the creation of this book, Flying High in Spirit, which is the memoir of a very advanced being who took another brief earth lifetime, dying in 2007 at the age of 20, so that he would be able to teach us the truth in the voice of a cheerful American boy. Roberta has been on hundreds of radio programs. She hosts a radio show and podcast called Seek Reality on webtalkradio.net that dates back to mid-2013. It's also available on Dream Vision 7 Radio and on iTunes, where her archive has had hundreds of thousands of downloads. Roberta's shows and podcast features uh, interesting and sometimes controversial topics and guests and I'm so happy that she and Carol decided to come on the show today together to talk about Mikey 
and the messages that he wants us to know. So with no further ado, the insightful Roberta Grimes and Carol Morgan. Roberta and Carol, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on today. We're so glad to be here. Thank you. Thank yes. you for having us on. Yes, it's going to be such a great conversation. And I love these roundtable conversations where there's three of us. And I just think that this story is amazing. And I know I shared a little bit about it, but you guys are going to definitely take it deeper. I just want to share that I uh, sat down in one sitting and read Mikey's book, which is Flying High in Spirit. And I just couldn't stop. So normally I'll read a book <laughs> over two, two sittings, right? Because um, we read a lot of books um, interviewing people on the show. But I, I felt such a connection. And I don't know if Roberta shared this with you, Carol, but I want to share a little bit so everybody can hear that when Roberta and I were connected, I just felt this connection. She said, oh, I've written a number of books. And I was looking through the books. And, and this book just really sent absolute chills down my spine. I had goosebumps everywhere. And I didn't really know what it was about. It has an amazing snowboarding picture on the front of it. And <laughs> not something you see all the time in this genre, right? Right. So I was like, oh, how interesting. And um, and again, I didn't dig quite into it. And then I sent Roberta an email and she sent back and told me a little bit more about it. And I knew I had to have this conversation. And so if you, Roberta, can tell me just a little bit of the background and then we'll talk to Carol about kind of her side of the story as the mother of Mikey Morgan. How did this story begin? How did your connection with Mikey and Carol begin? Well, I, I met them at a, a conference, an afterlife conference, where I almost didn't go. Um, Carol came there. Uh, apparently, I, I believe that Mikey had directed her to find the person there that, that, that they were going to work with. She came over and started talking to me, and it later transpired. Mikey said that um, that had been all arranged by, by him. And um, I didn't believe for a minute that this was, she was a grieving mom and I felt bad for her, but I couldn't believe what the story she was telling me, but it was absolutely legitimate. Um, she was communicating with her son who had died a couple of years before, or maybe three, three years before at that time. And um, he is a very, very advanced being. We, we, we call it sixth level, which is the level just below the source level. Um, I'm a, I have, been in for 50 years studying the afterlife so I know a lot of this stuff and I want to emphasize the fact that when Mikey decided to write his book he gave us the book through his mother then he, he proofed the book with his mother every word of that book came from a sixth level being who last was on this earth in the 1600s and who wanted to be able to communicate with us today so he took a separate discretionary life for 20 years it ended it when he was 20. That was his last, he said, exit point. He, he was having fun. He stayed. And then he proceeded to give us this book. So when people read this book, it's not my book. I didn't write it. And it's not Carol's book. She didn't write it. Mikey wrote this book. Every word of it. It's so extraordinary. And for people that don't know, I talked a little bit about it in the intro, but maybe Carol, you can take us back. Mikey was your son and is your son and was a, a young kid. Can you tell us how his life kind of ended and what led up to that? And then what your experience started to be after his passing? 
Sure. So Mikey was in, he was a big snowboarder and that of course is why the cover is the way it is. He was a student at, uh, in Colorado State University in the business college there in marketing. He was a very athletic young man, very outgoing and friendly. He had lots of friends. During his college years, he was a DJ for the Washington's Bar and Grill, which was a very popular place in Fort Collins at the time. And he was very interesting in the fact that he would play music that was had profound messages to it. And over the years, he'd always say to me, you know, mom, listen to the words, listen to the lyrics. It's just amazing. It's not just about dancing. It's about what the song says. Anyway, he was doing this and he was out uh, with his friends. He was on a camping trip. He was in between his sophomore to junior year uh, out there. It was that uh, fall, beginning of his junior year. They were doing a uh, mountain kind of a uh, trail riding trip in uh, uh, in Poudre Valley out of Fort Collins, and um, there was he was with his friends. Five of them were in the vehicle. They had a, it was a Jeep type style um, SUV. Well, I don't know actually what brand it was, but that's beside the point. But they were on a trail and they hit a boulder kind of that jutted out on the path slightly and. The truck rolled and Mikey was ejected through the sunroof and it was just a small incline. They were only going about 15 miles an hour and he was ejected and was killed instantly where everybody else pretty much walked away. And it was very tragic. Uh, the kids didn't have cell service and they were panicking, trying to revive him, but he was already gone. And it was very heartbreaking. and. You know, the loss of a child for a parent is absolutely brutal. I don't know what more, what can be more painful. I don't know. But so we had found out about it. We live in Minnesota at the time. And when we found out about it, it was just profoundly, dramatically horrible. And the outpouring of love and support that we got from friends and family coming to the house to help us to pull ourselves together. And it was interesting because, you know, I always believed in signs so that loved ones who had passed could communicate with you somehow. But I never realized how powerful it could be. We were in such shock, but yet as friends were coming over and, and trying to help us and comfort us, for example, the first song that, uh, came on the radio I had my friend I said you got to put some music on I can't stand it I'm just you know I'm just so broken and the first song that even came on the radio now this is pretty much immediately well within an hour after we had found out about the accident the first song was Rocky Mountain High by John Denver now that's a very significant uh thing with our family we went out to Colorado a lot snowboarding and we have a condo out there at Copper and that was something we played traditionally traditionally as we went up Interstate 70. And so for that song to be the first thing to come on the radio was impacted several people. I was so broken, I didn't even notice it. And my friend said to me, listen to the song. Oh my gosh, I think this is Mikey. Well, more and more things were happening. Um, 
rain that we had a fabulous double rainbow that showed up out of nowhere a couple days later we had um oh it was just it was just one thing after another and the book goes into detail about some of the signs and mikey had a sense of humor and he hated vacuum cleaners and i would in my heartbreak and shock and stress of everything i just wanted to vacuum and he would burn out vacuums i mean it was just really quite in the midst of grief i knew it was him and i would say mikey you know stop this <laughs> you know what are you doing <laughs> and so then the dreams you know as my grief start to soften the dreams that i was getting and everybody else too the other family members his dad his brother friends i journaled everything it was very profound what how he was communicating and making it very clear that it was him and so that's kind of how the story started and these signs were over and over and dreams so real he would talk to me and, and say mom i'm still with you i'm so close to you i can hear you and help you and then i would wake up and it was like i had just been with him so that's kind of how it started out was profound things like that and i literally journaled everything that was happening to me and everything that was happening to everybody else and it was hugely therapeutic to help me get out of the low uh, uh levels of grief i love that and i and i love on he shares so beautifully in the book about signs and about how he was creating those signs for people and we talk a lot on the show about frequency and vibration and there's a lot of that talked about in the book as well as you know how he's able to lower his vibration almost to the level of of being human so that he can interact and how he can affect electrical you know like cd players or electrical right. things the vacuum right um to create signs and i thought that that was such a beautiful representation i've never heard it described the way he describes it in the book although so many of us myself included receive signs all the time right and certainly people that have lost loved ones and it's and it's so often and it's so much and he kind of describes this in the book which i loved and had a big smile on my face when i was reading that he, with a vacuum where he he talked about it one part in the book how he blew up a vacuum with one person and then he did it at his grandmother's house and then he did it another <laughs> like he just kept doing it right so that it couldn't just be a fluke like you know everyone's going come on like how can all these vacuums be blowing up and to really let us know that he was present and can you share how cuz i know it's amazing he started speaking to you through a pendulum and um and how he started to orchestrate that communication i was involved with compassionate friends and through compassionate friends which is the grief group for parents who have lost children i met mitch carmody and he's actually i believe now one of the national speakers for that organization but he talks a lot about signs and dreams and communication and he was doing a presentation one day and i went and he asked for anybody who would like to share some of their signs or dreams and of course i'm jumping up and down all excited about this because truly it's what saved me was this activity and so i told him some of my signs and he said wow you know i want to publish one of those in my column in this magazine so he did that and when i went then to pick up some copies of the magazines at his home he didn't live far from me 
Right before I got there, he got an email from the Dying to Live Again Foundation, which was ran by a spiritual medium by the name of Sally Baldwin. And she lived in Florida and she was recruiting for moms all over the United States and in Europe for an all expenses paid trip to Sun Valley, Idaho, to see if a mother could communicate with her child, if that would help soften her grief. So Mitch told me about this and he said, you have got to apply to this event. I think you could go, you've got so much going on. There's a reason this is happening to you. Well, I was brought up very strict Catholic, and so I was hesitant about the medium thing anyway, but I applied, and then Sally contacted me and then wanted an application. So my understanding was she got, I think it was like 260 um, requests. She asked for 65 applications, and she picked seven mothers in the United States, and I was one of seven. So I went to this event with my husband and, you know, he, I just wanted him to go to keep me company, but I was actually the only one at that could be involved in the retreat. So it was seven mothers and Sally Baldwin sat me down, you know, she, well, first of all, she sat with this group of us mothers explaining the retreat and the purpose of it. And then when she had me individual for a reading she said to me, Carol, I want you to know that your son was persistent to get you here. The fact that you were all loving and forgiving after the accident, never blaming anybody, because see, Mikey was a passenger in the Jeep rollover. I mean, we never blamed anyone for the accident. She said, the fact that you were all loving and forgiving and that you don't hold on to that kind of negativity, she says, you have the ability to communicate with your son. I really know you have this ability and Mikey's persistent that you are here and I'm going to show you how. And I looked at her like she was crazy and I said, there's no way I can't communicate with him. And she said, oh, yes, you can. And I'm going to show you how. And she says, and we're going to use a pendulum. And so you know, she then, after she met with each of us mothers, we sat down and she worked with us with the pendulum. And it was crazy how it would move for me right out of the gun. You know, I mean, I watched this and it was like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. This thing is moving and I'm not moving it. And I would talk to Mikey and he would spell words out on this little letter disc to me. And of course, the first word he spelled to me was love. And I was just bawling. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening to me. It was, it was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle. So beautiful. And for you, Roberta, as you're learning of this story, when, when you guys sit together at this event and you're starting to listen to what Mikey has to share. What was going on for you as you started to hear him answering questions? Well, here's the thing. I've been doing this work for my whole adult life. And I'm very, very picky about what, what I'll even pay attention to. I never believed a pendulum was a way to communicate. I never believed in it at all. But when I saw her doing it, 
And when I asked questions and other, asked, other people asked questions and every single question was answered better than I could. I mean, he, he knew, he knew, not did, only did he know it all, but he would add little extra things, which I thought, okay, he's just validated that for me. It was very quickly I came to see that he was the real deal. One of the things people have to understand is that we, we are not all at the same level when we get to the afterlife. And we can't really go higher, as you, you talked about energy, the vibration uh, to which we can, uh, we can go is the highest we can go. And most of the people who communicate through anyone, I don't care who it is, through their mom or through a, a channel or through a, a medium, most of those people are not very much developed. They might be fourth level out of seven or maybe even lower fifth. But Mikey is at the upper part of the sixth level. He is as close to the Godhead as anyone ever has, who has ever communicated with us. And I can attest to that because I've seen him answer hundreds of questions, probably 500 questions over the last, what, seven years? I don't remember how long now, it, what is since we first started talking. But he's never made a mistake. He could answer every question correctly and he has never made a mistake. And I have to tell you, um, that's not possible if he's not exactly who he claims to be. So what is, so when he's answering questions, what does he feel like he wants us to know or wants to offer? So I know he took an incarnation. I know it talks about in the book that he hadn't been in human incarnation since the 1600s. And he took this brief life so that he could really connect with human beings. What does he communicate is his purpose, like at this specific time to be doing that? Uh, well, his message is mainly about love, kindness, forgiveness, and not judging others. He wants people to listen to music. He says many lyrics are channeled in to communicate to us about what it's really all about. He wants people to, to understand the meaning of why we're here. He wants people to understand why certain things are the way they are. I mean, he has touched also in the book briefly on like homosexuality and transgenders, which now is being talked a lot about on afterlife forums. He has an explanation of things that is just very simple. And for me, who was a mom who was absolutely clueless on any of this, being brought up as strict Catholic as I was, I mean, I didn't know what to think of all the information, um, to be honest, but <laughs> right. he, he's just very much wants to point out the fact that at the end of the day, it's just about being nice and kind, and it's really not that hard. And if people would have a better knowledge of why certain people are the way they are, maybe that would help with that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I don't want to give away the whole book because I really feel like it's something that, so I'm not going to go into what I really want to go into totally, but I want to say that it is a book certainly about the afterlife and the seven levels and, and really goes into a lot of detail, which I found to be very comforting to me too, but I can't even imagine how comforting to someone who has just lost a loved one to really understand that. But, but the message is about living now and how we can live our lives today, right? So that when that time comes, which come, will come for all of us, um, we really understand the way, the way it works in the afterlife. And what are, the, I mean, he talks about what are the most important things and the things that matter the most. And, 
Um, and I, I just found that to be really moving when I read it. And in regards to the songs, I thought this was fascinating because he talks about a song called Love Generation. And he also mentions World Hold On, I believe by the same artist. And yes. what was fascinating as I was reading the book, I had to go run out for a meeting. And so I ran out, I was like, I gotta get that song on Spotify, right? And so I'm listening to it really loud in my car and I'm driving and I love music. And when I was in my 20s, I spent my life dancing in clubs and all of that good stuff. I was born a dancer my whole life. I was a trained dancer. So music really resonates with me on every different level. So I'm listening to that song and I'm just, I mean, I'm, I have tears in my eyes. It's so beautiful. And like that he wanted to share that was so beautiful. And the second song, World Hold On, that he talked about was my absolute favorite song during that era when it came out. And when, and I haven't listened to it in years. And when I turned it on, everything in my body went to choke. <laughs> and I absolutely like, I was just like, oh my God. It was like finding an old friend because I loved that song. I would make people, and I haven't thought about it since it came out, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and don't listen to that music all the time anymore. I'm a mom now and I'm and busy. And so it was just like finding an old friend. And I just found that, you know, it made me think about how when we read a book or when we connect with something, how I got total goosebumps all over my body when I even saw the cover of the book, that these are reminders for us and messages for us to deepen the way that we live. And so thank you, Mikey, for <laughs> listening <laughs> um, for that gift. That we, to answer your question about why he came in now from a slightly different perspective, um, I think we all understand, uh, older people anyway, that the world has become, become a very much less pleasant place over the last 40, 50, 60 years. And the we're being told that those at the very highest levels of reality where Mikey is are very concerned about the fact that the vibration of this planet has gone so low and they're working to raise it. And so what Mikey did, which from his point of view, from their point of view was a tremendous sacrifice, was to say, okay, I wanna help the world turn back toward love away from fear. And to do that, he literally took this lifetime and um, spent 20 years here, which is such a tremendous sacrifice. He actually raised his own vibration significantly. So he's now probably at the highest level, although he would never say it because he's very modest, of the sixth level. So he came in to teach us to love because it's that or things are going to only get worse on earth. It's so I, true. And I love how he shares about, uh, in how you mentioned fear, he shares about there is no fear in the afterlife. Right. Like that's a human construct. And, yes. and really talks about what he vividly kind of describes the sensation of what I call love in capital letters, like this all encompassing beautiful love. And, I, and when he made that distinction about fear, I was like, oh, it's just, this is just a human experience. Like it's not, it's not our whole soul experience. That's right. And we, we actually come into these lifetimes to experience negativity in order to push against it and thereby raise our own vibrations. It's like a gym. You go in to strengthen your spiritual muscles. That's the reason you're in a body. But people have instead been um, embracing negativity to such an extent that um, 
people like Mikey are coming in to, to make the difference for us, to, to teach us what it's really, I, I wanted to sort of say one thing, to teach us what it's really like is what I wanted to say. But um, one of the things I think that's important about this book that I keep forgetting to mention is that anyone who's interested in knowing more what it's like in the afterlife, I think Mikey does as good a job as anyone I've ever seen in explaining that. He talks about what it was like to be out of his body, which he was before, of course, he even died. That's what happens with an auto accident and what it was like to 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 see people and remember who they were and then go back to the afterlife i mean this it's almost like a tour of the didn't you think so yes what it's like to die yes hands down i felt like i've never read a book that is such a well and again like it's not complicated language it's very straightforward very easy to read and integrate and understand but it just gave you a really i think vivid idea of what it is. I mean, how he even addressed things like, which I think are everybody's kind of questions, but some books don't even, it's like they're they're talking at such a higher level about it that they're not getting down to like, what do we really want to know about this? Like he talks yes. about what people look like in the afterlife and how you can choose, you know what I mean? What you wear or how you show up and how he handles that when he's at different vibration levels, like yes. how he looks and, and do people drive cars and bikes and things <laughs> like that. I mean, just, just the most amazing details and, and what buildings look like and that there are, you know, plants and trees and things. And, and so I just found that so comforting. And I found it also um, so interesting because I've never heard it described in the way that he does. He also talks about snowboarding in the afterlife too. He does! Uh, which amazed me because I know the mountains are there. I know they have snow, but he talks about it in detail. That anything you enjoy when you're here, you can do it there. And he now, he said, can snowboard like Sean White because it's impossible to get hurt. He can just do the craziest things on a snowboard now. Yeah, he said they have the biggest half pipes and the best, yes. it's beyond powder <laughs> snow. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Like, I just, I smiled through the whole book and just felt like, what a gift of love and care delivered in such a relatable, practical way that we can, any single person can understand and start to, you know, start to live in accordance of that. I just think it it took that, that veil of fear that people have about what happens then, what happens after, and really puts you in the absolute beauty of it and yes. the love of it. And he talked a lot about too, Carol, which moved me, how much he loves his family and how important it is for him to have them know when he's giving them signs and that he is there with them. And I just thought that that was so beautiful. He talked about that throughout the book. Right. He is just a very, just a very precious, precious son. And he is definitely in cahoots with his younger brother because Joey, well, Joey gets just tremendously beautiful signs and stuff from Mikey and Mikey and Joey's huge into this all too now. And the book, the, the book is written, you know, like you say, for the average Joe who you know, can understand the concepts. He, Mikey explains things very simply. And he did that too, because he knows who he's dealing with, me, who is was very clueless. So it had to be done simple or I wouldn't understand. And, you know, I remember the time when he told me, he says, mom, I'm on the sixth level. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? He says, well, I'm just telling you, you know, don't worry. I'm just telling you that's where I am. And so I had no inkling even what that meant. But um, it's the book. I mean, I think about 
in, you know, I work in the medical field and there's all kinds of education for different medical issues, but there really isn't good education on death. And, you know, people are so, it's like a subject that's taboo. No one wants to talk about it, but it is the one thing every single one of us is going to experience. So wouldn't it be nice to know what it's kind of like so that maybe when you do transition, it can be a, a non-fearful experience, you know, right before and for your loved ones. I think it would soften grief. I absolutely agree. And to understand too, because I talk about it in human form, that our reality looks different. I call it the movie screen of our life looks different at a different vibrational frequency. So we actually draw different people into our life. We see life differently. It's like we have the power just even in our human physical form to experience life differently at different vibrations. And he goes really deeply into how everything is vibration and energy and you move through these different vibrations and experience different things and how you can move closer to the human, you know, lower human vibration and how he goes to the sixth level and comes back to the third level and through thought and intention and energy that that's really the catalyst of how everything moves. So for people that have listened to this show forever, they're going to definitely buy this book because we talk a lot about these subjects even in human form, but he really takes it to a whole other level of how this works in the afterlife, right? And how it works for beings that are not in human bodies. And um, we're obviously dense here in the three-dimensional reality and, and what is possible in the afterlife when you no longer have a human body. And so I just appreciate the gift and I appreciate what it would take for you who didn't really wasn't into this or believed per se in this stuff and even had your own religious beliefs and had your own apprehensions to step in to receive. And of course, you know, there's no bigger motivator than a mother with their child to do whatever it takes, but I'm sure, you know, you move through your own stuff to open up to this and that's amazing. And I just honor you for doing that. Well, I have to say, I was definitely afraid at first going public with the story because I thought people are going to think I'm absolutely out of my mind. But, you know, my family said, you know what, people, this is such an incredible story. You have to do this. You just have to do this. And Roberta helped me a lot with the book. I mean, I, she pushed me. I mean, I don't think it would be done today <laughs> if she didn't push me to get it done and you know she kept asking me to ask him more questions more questions more questions and it took a lot of time to do that book and I was very precise and uh cautious with the afterlife information I literally went really slow using the pendulum because I do hear him telepathically also now I've really improved my skills but I wanted to be sure because it was going into print that it was as accurate and clear as what I was seeing and hearing. And, you know, with the pendulum, it's really crazy to watch this, I have to say. But when it moves, I mean, it's like for me, seeing was believing. And when I could see it, it's like, holy cow, I can actually communicate with my son. I mean, again, 
I still feel like this was such a miracle and I want my whole goal with everything too on my end is just to help anybody in any way I can to soften their grief, give them hope and have them know that they will see their loved ones again. Those connections absolutely never end and that um, we have nothing to fear, but we do, we need to be nice. I mean, we just need to be kind and nice. I love that. So maybe I know that Mikey answers questions, I think, in forums. And where are the different areas that we can find out about you, Roberta, and, and you, Carol, and the work you're doing with Mikey? Mikey has been uh, answering questions on afterlifeforums.com. That's forums with an S, afterlifeforums.com. Um, for what, seven or eight years now. And yes. anyone who goes to that website um, will see, you know, places to ask Mikey questions. He answers everybody's questions. So if you want to talk to a genuine sixth level being who will, who communicates through his mother and she knows nothing, it all comes from him. Afterlifeforums.com is the place where you can, you can go and meet him. We do own MikeyMorgan.com, and he will have his own website at some point. Meanwhile, that just points to RobertaGrimes.com, which is got a lot of other stuff. That's just my website. But um, it's very important to me that he, as many people as possible get to know Mikey because he is genuine. And I would not say that if it were not absolutely true without a doubt in my mind. I stake my life on it. He is genuine. And I, I'm Carol amazed I'm saying that now because in the beginning, I didn't believe a word of this, but it's he's proven himself to me, that's for sure. It's so amazing. And he picked the right person, Roberta. He's like, Roberta will get my mom to write this book. <laughs> I know. I see you, Roberta. <laughs> well, you know, it is interesting, isn't it? How, how um, I know I, I'm a sucker for the truth. And, and to have somebody from his level communicating with us, I never thought it would be possible. So it's really quite amazing. Well, and the thing with, for me is, you know, I couldn't make this up if I tried. So <laughs> right. that's, that's the whole thing. And I, I have to give a shout out to my relative sister, Joan. There was, she has since passed. And actually, Sally Baldwin, the spiritual medium, has also transitioned as well. So my window of that, of meeting these people and then having Sister Joan support me, she was a relative of mine, a Catholic nun. And when this was happening to me, I thought, you know, am, am I okay doing this? I was brought up in such a strict environment in this regard. And she told me, she said, Carol, this is happening to you for a reason. Don't ever stop. So when she was getting ready to pass, she had leukemia. I'll never forget. She laid in her bed, looking between the bedposts, and she made me promise her that I would never stop trying to get Mikey's message out. And I promised her that, and she was huge for me because I needed a religious figure to give me the go-ahead that I wasn't you know, wrong or crazy or whatever, because I couldn't make this up if I tried. I have done absolutely no research. Yeah, it's so true. And that's what I love about the story too, is like, you know, sometimes we think that, oh, this person communicates because they know all this stuff or they've researched all this stuff. And and it's like, really, it, it can happen and does happen to anybody. And we're all getting, I think, more sensitive to just even understanding our own intuition and our own guidance and being able to feel life in a different way, which I think is part of, you know, Mikey's gift too. And so many, you know, people that are sharing information is like, 
understanding that it's not just this human life, that there's something so much bigger um, than that. And, and us as a soul is so much bigger than just this human life. And so I'm so excited to share about this book. I highly recommend it to anybody um, listening. It's, like I said, a very quick read. You won't be able to put it down. And it really answers a lot of deep questions in a very easy, fun way. And I will carry it with me in my own life and certainly think about it um, and live from some of the principles that Mikey talks about in there. And I wanna ask you guys the four questions that we ask all of our guests at the end of the show. And it's just an opportunity to say what's ever on your mind or your heart. I'll ask them first to you, Roberta, and then Carol, as soon as she uh, finishes, you can just jump in with your answer and then we'll go to the next question. So the first question is, I believe that when we come across deep truths or deep realizations in our life, that it's really a catalyst for us. Um, and so what is a deep truth that you have come across? It can be recently or any time in your life, Roberta. The most important thing I have learned in my entire life is the fact that Jesus is a genuine historical figure. And we know that because by the abundant and consistent communications over almost 200 years from people we used to think were dead, they're telling us, that Jesus is genuine. They're also telling us nothing about Christianity is genuine. So um, it's time for us to start listening to the Lord, uh, which Christians do not do. They're listening to a whole other set of music. Fascinating. And you know what? I'm just going to give a little like little uh, excerpt from an interview that's coming because Roberta and I are going to talk <laughs> more right. about this subject. So you can <laughs> And I said, I got to tell the story now. So I looked at the books that Roberta's written and she said, you know, what do you want to talk about? And I saw the book that she wrote on Jesus. And then I saw Mikey's book and I said, I want to talk about Jesus and Mikey. <laughs> right. I want to talk about it. We decided there was too much for one interview. So, so we will, we will be back with that. So I love the answer to that question. Carol, what is it for you? That's a big truth. The importance, really, truly, how important it is to be loving and kind to others, to help others. And I cannot believe how powerful our connections really are with our loved ones. They can see us, help us, guide us along our journey. They never really leave us are, you know, the connection is always there. And I never realized how strong and powerful it is unless you tap into it. So the being open is huge and the power of love is miraculous. So beautiful. The second question is when we discover a, a big truth for us, there's usually something that we release, whether it's a way that we saw the world before or a limitation or an old belief. Sometimes it's even people out of our lives or ways of being. What was it for you, Roberta, when you were doing this work, maybe even working on this book in regards to Jesus? Like, what was it that you were starting to kind of release or move away from? Well, here's the thing. I, uh, because I had experiences of light when I was a child, um, I majored in, in religion in college and thought I would become a minister. Um, and then, as I did almost, well, close to 50 years of just reading what people over 200 years who had we thought were dead, but of course are not, had said, it was very clear to me that nothing I had believed as a Christian was true. And so I had a crisis of faith like you would not believe in my early 50s. And after two years, it, I finally looked at what Jesus had actually said, realized, I, I, I stopped reading my Bible even. I was so scared. I was terrified. 
And when, when, when I read my Bible and I saw that everything that Jesus has said was in fact true, um, I released fear that day and I've never been afraid of anything ever again. So the big thing that I put out of my life, that Jesus helped me put out of my life and could do for anybody, nothing, this is not religious, this is factual, was fear. Mm, so beautiful. How about for you, Carol, in regards to like kindness and, and when you realize the importance of love and kindness, were there any things, any changes you made in your own personal life or things you released? I try all the time to be as positive as I can, even in tough situations. I try to avoid negativity. I work with many different types of people in a hospital setting and it's a melting pot where I work every race, religion, many different disabilities, gender, whatever. And I look at everybody as everybody here is on a journey. We're all on a journey, learning things through our experiences here. And at the end of the day, we need to be as positive as we can and be kind. And I think if we are that way, we can get rid of you know the negativity. And I really try hard to avoid negativity or conversations that are leading that way. That's really powerful. That's awesome. The third question has to do with experience because our experience of life shifts as we release old ways of being, right? As we are no longer embodying, let's say the fear for Roberta. So what was your experience? Like after you had this profound shift in regards to the teaching of Jesus, like what changed in your life as you released fear? Everything changes when you release fear because fear is what gets in the way of love. And when fear is gone, it's as if you rise spiritually, just like a bubble rises in water and you start to be more and more and more loving. Um, I never really understood what love is. Love for all people is until after I was able to release fear. It's so beautiful. I have the same story. I never understood when people were all love and oh, love. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Like it just in one ear and out the other. And now it's very funny because when I express those feelings, I always think to myself, I wonder if there's people out there that were the same as I was just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, right. you know, and it's, it's different, right? It's the experience becomes so profound. So I'm happy you shared that. And what was for you, Carol, I'm sure your experience of life has changed so dramatically um, in embracing kindness and really looking at everybody as equal and loving everybody. How does that how does that affect your daily life? Well, I'm a much happier person. I do not sweat the small stuff. You know, when, when I hear people talking about petty things that really don't mean anything, I just smile and don't say anything because I just, I'm not in a drama. I just like to just have fun. And of course, I listen to a lot of music now because I know all what's, I love music and dancing myself as well. And, but it, I have a different, um, outlook on life and I want to enjoy every day as much as I can and enjoy the people around me I I don't get pulled down as much I don't feel as sad at times either I mean and you think after the loss of a child you know there, there can be a lot of struggles but I really come full circle and I have Mikey and my son Joey to thank for that so beautiful it's so beautiful and feeling that connection really helps you know, understand the whole global perspective. And that's why I love that Mikey's answering questions for everybody. I hope people take an opportunity to go to the forum and ask him questions. That'll be amazing. The fourth um, 
is about alignment. So it's about our connection, right? So whether, whether we do daily rituals or practice, like what is it for you, Roberta, that has you feel connected and stay connected to love and to feel good in your life? Um, at, in February of 2015, my primary guide came into my life. I had never had a personal relationship with him. We all have, as you know, uh, one and probably several guides. I, it turns out I have 11. Um, but I sort of use them the way you use the engine in your car. As long as it all runs, I don't care to know what's under the hood. But when he came into my life um, and developed a personal relationship with me, I began to live my life much more spiritually. And I urge everybody, get to know your spirit guide and, and make that a really cl close relationship because you grow so much better when you have your spirit guide helping you do that. So um, that, that's my spiritual practice. You know, he's, he's helping me to grow in the ways I need to grow. So beautiful. And what was it for you, Carol, that every day kind of puts your life in alignment where you feel just really connected to your highest self and to Mikey and things of that nature? I live by the water. And water and the flow of water, I actually live on a river right now. And um, it really, there's something about that. It's very spiritual for me. And I sit quietly watching the water and listening to music, often songs that Mikey likes. And it helps me just connect with what's important and it just frees me from what's happening around here. And I, I rarely watch the news anymore. I rather just sit, watch, and listen to good music and just take it all in. And that's something Mikey would say. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. I love that. And the book is called Flying High in Spirit by Mikey Morgan. You guys get a copy of this. You will thank me later. I will get emails and messages saying thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing this work. And thank you to Roberta and Carol for you guys both making the time to be here today and to share Mikey's story and to share your stories in, in relation to it. I just think it's a real gift to humanity and I appreciate you guys doing it. Thank you so much, Shanna. This has been fun. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.